Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to learn to earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Once again, we are back. My name is Tyler Chef. I am your host, the voice of Cashflow Real Estate. This week, I'm going to talk to you about probably the most asked question I get, and that is, Tyler, should I get my real estate license? I'm going to go ahead and record an episode about that so we can put that question to rest once and for all. I can, re re I can refer back to this episode. Folks can take a listen, get some value out of it, and get things going in the right direction. So first of all, if you haven't already heard, those of you that are listening, make sure you are members of our cash flow community over on Facebook. You can get there by going to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. Also, our mastermind is now open. We're going to be kicking that off in January. Uh, so if you're listening to this after January, well, too late. We already started. However, there will be recorded versions of this available as well. So head on over to cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. If you're listening to this in the month of December 2017, registration is open. It is, uh, we are ready to roll probably the first week of January. We're going to kick this thing off. Private Facebook group. You're going to be working with me twice a week for 10 weeks to get you up to speed to make you a bigger, badder real estate investor. Make sure you don't miss out on that. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of this episode. You know, one of the most popular questions I receive is, should I get my realtor license to invest in real estate? Well, the short answer is, it depends. And, and let me start with that. A lot of folks think that the school part of the real estate, of getting the real estate license, will benefit them as an investor. And I'm here to burst your bubble. It won't. The licensing process is somewhat thorough and the way the education is written and I've looked at the education programs from several different states talk to agents across the country and we pretty much all agree that the education piece is really designed to keep you out of what we all like to call tongue-in-cheek realtor jail it tells you about the rules and the regulations regarding having a license it doesn't really get into actually I shouldn't say really it does not cover anything to do with negotiations. It doesn't really get into marketing. It doesn't get into sales. It doesn't get into really anything you need to know. It teaches you a bunch of stuff you don't really know, most of which you will never apply again. Unfortunately, that is the case. And folks get left disappointed. They come out of real estate school and they are kind of left disappointed. They thought they were going to walk away with some impressive, amazing information. And at the end of the day, they don't walk away any smarter than they were when they went in. And in some cases, I swear to goodness, when I took that course, I walked out of there and I think I felt, a I think I felt dumber 
if that's possible. I walked out of there like, wow, I could have never going to get that time back in my life. That's for sure. I'm going to go ahead and jump right to the cons because I'm going to just go ahead and get it out of the, out, out on the open so we can move on to all the good stuff. I like to talk about the good stuff, so let's get the bad stuff out of the way. The cons, the negative to having a real estate license. And now I will say this, this only applies to some people. So every time you hear people say this to you, you should, and, and believe they believe this, I would be very careful doing business with them. And here it goes. You ready? Okay. Having a real estate license means that you need to operate ethically and you have to disclose things to buyers and sellers, people that you're dealing with in the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand why that's a problem. Why would that be a problem? Why would being forthcoming, being honest, be a problem for anybody? Well, that usually means that the person who tells you this is less than honorable or intends on doing less than honorable things. So when somebody gives me this excuse, I kind of look at them cross-eyed and make sure that I don't ever, ever do business with those people. Because it sounds to me like they're really up to no good. That's kind of like the big old hashtag bottom feeders. Now the state requires you to disclose that you are an agent to any buyers or sellers when you're involved in a transaction. And let me ask you this. Is that really a bad thing? Folks, I've been an agent now for 18 years off and on, right? Coming up on 18 years. I think we're past 18 years now. And in that time, not once as me having a real estate license kept me from doing a deal myself. If anything, people felt more comfortable because they know in the transaction, I've got something to lose. You see, if I'm a bad boy, you can call the state of Florida and tattle on me and they'll take my, my real estate license away. So that means I've got to be a good guy. I got to play by the rules or I could face sanctions from the state of Florida and we wouldn't want sanctions. Heaven's the bid. So when people tell you that, well, you got to disclose, I would, my question to that is, what are you hiding? I mean, what are you doing that's so complex that you would not, it's not like you have to say, and now I'm going to scratch my back and in five minutes, I'm probably going to go run a stop sign because I'm a, I'm a renegade. That's not the type of disclosure we're talking about, folks. Basically what it says, what that means is, hey, you are required, if asked, to materially disclose and well I shouldn't say if asked you are required to disclose any material defects in a property that you're selling for another person if you're the agent and you have a property you own you are you follow the same requirements you're required to disclose any defects with that property to the buyer ladies and gentlemen it shouldn't take a real estate license to tell you to do what mom and dad taught you growing up or if they didn't pay attention because I'm teaching you now So I don't see how that would be a problem. How would that be a deal breaker? Well, they're going to make me say that the house is full of termites when it's full of termites. I, I don't want to go through that hassle. I'd just rather be a thief. Well, good. Then don't get your license because, yeah, you're right. You will get in trouble when you rip people off. You screw people. You're going to get in trouble. But here's the thing, folks. You're going to get in trouble whether you have a license or not because if you do bad business, eventually it's going to catch up with you and someone's going to come after you legally or worse. So. Don't do that bad business in the first place. You got nothing to worry about. So I really, based on that, folks, don't see any cons or any negatives to having a real estate license. Unless you're a scam artist, that may be a problem for you. 
But if you're not a scam, a scam artist or a scumbag, having a license really should only help your business. It should never hinder. But again, that comes down to mindset. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about benefits because I'm, I'm tired of the non-disclosure negative stuff. It's Christmas time almost as I'm recording this. I'm excited. I got my Santa hat on, or at least in my head I do, because I haven't dug it out from the closet yet. But let's go ahead and talk about the benefits. So first of all, with a license, there's no need to hide in the bushes and sneak around to get paid. Okay, A license allows you to collect a fee in exchange for real estate services rendered. Having the license makes the transactions easier, folks, from a compensation approach. It just makes it very transparent. You see, if I do work for you that involves in the sale of real estate, you have to pay me. It's that simple. Now, as a, as a wholesaler or an investor, that's not necessarily the case. But as a realtor, my, me getting paid is an implied thing. And see, investors, unfortunately, you got wholesalers that are out there working months and, and weeks and months and days and seems like forever, and they're shuffling out money for bandit signs and this, that, and the other, and then they get, they get an assignment that's 500 bucks. Well, if you didn't have to hide in the bushes, maybe you would have learned, earned a little more than 500 bucks, you see. I wouldn't get out of bed for 500 bucks. There's no way. With a real estate license, you have the ability, ladies and gentlemen, to monetize every single lead that you receive, no matter what. I'm going to run through that. I'm going to say it again. With a real estate license, you have the ability to monetize every single lead that you receive. Now, here's the thing. If you are not a lead generator, you may want to rethink getting into real estate because if you're going to make it in real estate in any capacity, if you're in the, the lending side, you want to loan money to people, or you want to buy properties and fix them up and flip them like a ding dong, or you want to buy properties, fix them up and hang on to them like a smart person, whatever you're doing, you're going to need to learn how to attract leads. That's critical. Okay? So you are going to have to learn how to attract leads. With a real estate license, you can monetize those, monetize those leads 100% of the time. Here's a couple of ways you can do it. Let's say you've got a seller who wants to sell retail. You walk in there, the guy's proud of his house. It's a gorgeous house. You get it listed on the MLS. You part up there for a top dollar. You do a little bit of back and forth with the buyer's agents, right? And this is a property that's probably going to use bank financing. So having a real estate license guarantees you get paid because the banks don't mind paying realtors, but they're not inclined to pay investors, okay? Then if, you, if you're an investor, you got to do all this double close and subject two and subject four and subject six, and I digress. But you got to do all the stuff that nobody really understands in order to get paid because you're, you're hiding in the closet. You know, you're, oh goodness, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, stop that. That's ridiculous. There's no reason for that. Go get a license. You've got nothing to worry about. I can sell anything I want, provided the other party agrees, because I'm licensed to do so. And at the end, I can stand there with my hand out and collect my check, and everybody's happy, right? Okay. That's one scenario. Sellers who need to sell fast or whose properties don't generally qualify for financing, we can also service them as a realtor. That doesn't mean you have to put them in the MLS. There's no requirement to put it in the MLS. You can sell direct to the investors on either terms or with cash. It really comes down to you have to help the seller by understanding, helping making sure they understand all of the benefits that you bring to the table. Mr. Seller, we can put this on the market. If this is a turnkey brand new house in gorgeous condition, 
and it's insurable and financeable and will appraise. We can put this on the, on the market, get you top dollar. We'll get, uh, the buyer will probably use a bank mortgage and everything will be great, right? That's one way. But Mr. Seller, your house, you know, is missing a roof and the kitchen. There's like a sheep in the kitchen. There's an actual sheep in the kitchen and I think it pooped on the floor. And uh, so this, the bank probably won't loan money on your house, sir. And the goats out back are eating the wiring as we're talking. And I'm seeing the sparks and arcing. So chances are the insurance companies are not going to get excited about insuring this property. And if they won't insure it, the banks won't loan money on it. So good news is I got my buddy Jimmy. He buys houses like this at a discount. He fixes them all up nice and pretty. And then I sell them for him on the other end. The good news is, Mr. Jones, that if your house was brand new and nice and pretty, it would sell for a hundred grand. The problem is, you know, we talked about the goat and the sheep and the goat and the sheep mean the house is worth about, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 because we're going to have to spend a lot of money to, to get this thing turned around. Now you can do that and I'll come back later when you're done fixing it, or you can just go ahead and sell it at a discount. Now I know Jimmy will give you 45,000 for it right now. And the guy says, sure, I'll take it. Okay, good. So we draft a contract, right? I called to send Jimmy a text message or call him and say, Jimmy, I got one. If you're interested, it's a 3-2 over and such and such. It's 50 grand. Great. It's a train wreck. There's actually livestock in the house. He laughs on the text. You get a couple emojis. Everybody's happy, right? You get a uh, listing agreement that gives you a right as an agent, gives you a right to sell the property, represent the seller. Uh, if you want, depending on your broker, and I will defer to your individual broker, you may want to get a notice of non-representation from both parties. It's totally up to you and your broker, okay, how you want to structure that. I usually only represent one side of the transaction, me personally. So what I will do is have the buyer sign a notice of non-representation, and I represent the seller. It's that simple. That's in most cases. So in that event, I will do a listing agreement and a purchase and sale agreement. I will put Jimmy's, Jimmy, my buyer's name on the, on the top line there and the seller's name, and I will have the seller sign the contract first. Yes, it's possible. The seller can be the first one to sign the contract. Somebody told me recently, the law says the buyer has to sign first. What law are you talking about? We're not in West Virginia. It doesn't matter. So then you have the seller sign the contract, right? You take it over to Jimmy. Jimmy signs the contract, gives his earnest money, you take it to the title company, on to the next deal. Now, what I do, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I make more money than most agents, is I turn that whole shoot match over to the transaction coordinator. She's a girl on my team. She handles it from that point to the closing table. She's a rock star. She's smarter than I am. She's more efficient than I am. She does better things, and she's definitely more detail-oriented than I am. I'm more of a guy that I'm kind of like a, an ape, I th you know, like a pooslinger in the cage at the zoo. I'm, I'm a guy that I work with my big mouth, right? And if I got a video camera, I'm in business, but don't give me a bunch of details. I don't deal with details. I got people for details. So I give it to her. She takes it and runs with it. Off we go to the closing table, right? Seller's happy. Buyer's happy. Everybody got what they wanted. The seller's out of their house. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I can get you out of your house in now, let's say 14 days. Now, I don't believe in the seven-day gig because here in my market, it takes on the average of 10 days to get the title work back. I would not sell a property to a buyer without having title work done and giving title insurance. That's just me. You can choose to do whatever you and your broker think makes sense. So let's talk about referrals. 
I love referrals. Referrals are an amazing thing. But I jumped ahead of myself. I was just thinking of, of one thing that I forgot to tell you. If your seller has that beat up house, but wants or needs more money for it, have him take payments or her take payments for their equity. You call Joe, Jimmy, your buyer, right? Call Jimmy. Jimmy, if you could get terms on this while you're rehabbing it, what kind of terms would make sense for you? Jimmy says, hey, man, I'll give him 10 grand down now and $500 a month until paid. And then I'll pay the balance off of closing when I flip it on the other end. Great. Hey, Mr. Seller, great news. Jimmy's going to give you $10,000 now and payments of $500 a month. He'll cover your mortgage in the interim. We'll facilitate the sale. And then off we go to the, to the races. Now, realistically, that $10,000 may or may not, in part, be some of my commission. What I will do in a lot of cases is I just charge my commission to the buyer. Because at the end of the day, there's no law that says the seller has to pay commission, right? The value for my services are to the buyer. I already have the buyer. My buyers don't have any problem paying me at all, none whatsoever. They see what I do as a value. Some of my buyers listen to this podcast. Actually, a lot of my buyers listen to this podcast. They'll tell you they got no problem paying me because I make them six-figure paydays. So with that, I structure a payment for equity situation, seller finance, however you want to call it. And that makes quote unquote wholesaling easy peasy folks. Cause everybody loves those deals. It wins for the seller. It wins for the buyer. It wins for me. And I'll even take my commission as a promissory note instead of collecting a check at closing. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. Referrals. You can refer a lead to another agent anywhere in the country and receive a referral fee which ranges anywhere from 20% as high as I've heard 30%, which means that let's say somebody calls me and says, Tyler, I'm looking for a, a, a realtor in Houston, Texas. Great. If I find him one, which I'm more than happy to find folks a, a good realtor, I'll get on the phone. We'll track down a good realtor that gets it, that understands it. Speaking of which, side note, if you're a good realtor that gets it, email me, Tyler cashflowguys.com. Let's get on the phone, book an appointment. Let me find out if you're a good realtor. I'm not going to take your word for it. Trust me. No, I'm not going to Google search you because I know that Google can be uh, altered and I can promote the heck out of myself and make me a rock star and still be a dummy. So we're going to get on the phone. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to see how smart you really think you are. And if I think you're a rock star realtor, I'd be more than happy to send business to you in exchange for a referral fee. So folks, if I refer somebody to another agent somewhere in the country, I can make anywhere between 20 and 30% of what that realtor makes. So let's do the math on that, shall we? Let's figure out what that works out to be. So let's say you refer me somebody who buys a $250,000 house and I refer them to another agent. So let's say the other agent lists the or, or buys, helps them buy the house. Let's say they're entitled to, I don't know, 3%. But $250,000 times 3%, that means that agent would have, would have made 7500 bucks. I get, let's use 25% as an example, I get 25% of their commission. So that's 250000 right? Times 3%, times 25%, 
that's $1,875. Guys, I made $1,875 for saying, hey, meet Jimmy. Ready, set, go. The end. You can't argue with that math, folks. That's good math. I like that kind of math. I make a tidy sum off of referral fees. I love referral fees. And I don't mind paying referral fees because you know what? That's a buyer that I didn't have to pay to attract up front. It's a guaranteed buyer because I don't have to I don't have to shell out one red cent until we close, which means that the buyer's a dirtbag, it doesn't cost me a dime. But I didn't waste any time on Zillow buying leads and whatnot on Zillow or whatever other silly ways that they do things to attract that lead. It was introduced to me. They're already hopefully qualified, right? When you have a license, it puts you in front of more buying opportunity. This is my mindset, okay? Now, some of you are like, no, that's not true. You, you, you get, you're going to get pushed out the door because you're a realtor. Well, maybe you're wearing a leisure suit or you're wearing a tiara and you're a dude. I don't know, but whatever reason, something's wrong with you. You're, you're flawed, so get unflawed because I don't have that problem, folks. I get tons of referral opportunities, tons of leads. There's always buying opportunities sitting in front of me. I don't take it all the time, of course, because sometimes it's just garbage. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. So the more opportunities I have to buy, the more often I can buy or at least make offers and sharpen my sword, right? Getting good at negotiating, being a bigger, badder investor is about keeping the sword sharp. And this allows me to keep the sword sharp. And I make a tidy little sum as an agent on this as well. Now, it's funny as a lot of agents look me up at the MLS and they go, well, Tyler hasn't sold but a handful of houses this year. They have no idea what Tyler's been doing all year. They're not paying attention. What they don't realize is that Tyler has passive income that far exceeds anything they could possibly make schlepping houses for somebody else ever. I'm one of the highest paid realtors in my area. But the difference is, is that I get paid every month by tenants. They have to go closing to closing. That's the difference between me and most traditional realtors. The smart ones are tuned in, listening to what we're doing and how we're doing it and following our lead and buying themselves investment property. I'm actually going to be opening some, I'm going to be putting out some training with a collaborative effort with Larry Harbold to teach real estate agents how to use their license effectively to buy more property. I don't understand how a real estate agent can not own real estate. I think that should be a, a, like a requirement. I mean, it, it, it's like a CPA. Dude, you can't do my taxes if you don't own rental property. Sorry, but you can't. You can't sell me a house unless you own one yourself. And, and I don't count the primary residence. All realtors should have to have a rental house at least. I mean, that's just showing that you believe in the product you're selling. Because if you're a realtor and you don't own a house, that tells me that you don't believe in the product that you sell. And it also tells me that you're probably not squared away enough to own a property, which makes me wonder if you're squared away enough to represent me in my purchase. Think about that, folks. Think about that, realtors. Go get you a rental house. It won't hurt. I promise it won't hurt. Not one bit. Yes, you can do it. I know you've got bad credit, but you can fix the bad credit. Here's what you do. Step one, buyer Zillow. Stop paying Zillow thousands of dollars a month, a month for leads that you're not going to use anyway. We know you watch the phone ring. We see you. Google sees everything. I digress. 
I'm just kidding. I'm sure some realtor is going to email me after this episode and go, he was mean to me, and I'm, I'm going to file a code of ethics complaint with the National Association of Realtors because Tyler's a big meanie head. Oh, people, 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 people. Get out there and take some action. Go get you a license if you want to invest, but only get it because it's, a, it's going to help you monetize all of your leads. Okay, It's going to put you in front of immersed in real estate every single day. But don't kid yourself that it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna get some amazing education from a $200 uh, realtor course. Never gonna happen, folks. We said at the beginning of the episode, never gonna happen. So, another item is how about having a license making it a little easier to saddle up next to listing agents? Now, how I get some of my, negotiate some of my best deals for both me and my buyers is the fact that I'm, good at getting up in and talking to the listing agents okay they are the gatekeeper they're the ones that represents the seller well i have a little bit more legitimacy if i have a real estate license because i'm more like them but no like and trust you see where i'm going with this i've uh, it's like an instant rapport builder to have a conversation with them kind of like the good old boy or good old girl network to go sit down with them and the seller and negotiate on my own behalf hey Johnny, the listing agent, Tyler here, Future Home Realty. Listen, I want to go ahead and take this thing down. When would be a good time you and I can go sit down with the seller? Let's just wrap this up. I want to buy this property. Let's go have a cup of coffee. You and I discuss it. Then we'll run right over and talk to the seller and make it happen. What do you think? And they're like, yay, let's go. Because I'm right there in front of them, right? Ethically, I can't steal their customer. Even if I wanted to, they could go after me and get me in all kinds of trouble, put me in realtor jail, make me take glamour shots. I'd have to say things like, Honey, stop the car time and time and time again until I was blue in the face as my punishment. It'd be terrible. But seriously, having a license makes it easier to work with other listing agents or other agents in general. Here's the thing, folks. No matter what, I give sellers, every one of my sellers, lots of options, okay? When you give sellers options, every one of those options results in me getting a payday. You see how that works? Realistically, being a realtor is not rocket science. It's not hard work. It really isn't. And I know the agents listening to this episode are going, don't tell them that, Tyler. It's a lot of hard work. You've got to work on Sunday sometimes, and, and you've got to get up and do your first and ten on Sunday nights and plan your week, and it's just hard. And i got the kids to take to soccer, and it's, just, it's not as easy as you make it sound. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think being a realtor is hard, it's because you're making it hard. Being a realtor is easy. It's about the easiest thing you can do. This is why in the state of Florida, it takes more training and more hours of investment to learn how to do a woman's hair, to be a cosmetologist, to learn how to do hair and makeup than it does to be a realtor. That right there should show you that being a realtor is not difficult because it's more of a challenge to learn how to do makeup and hair than it is to do a real estate contract. It ain't hard, not rocket science, not tough. Ladies and gentlemen, I th hope you got some value from this. Don't be afraid of getting a real estate license. Don't be scared, it won't bite. But if you're gonna make a career out of, out of being a real estate investor, there are distinct advantages we've discovered here about getting your license. Now, I'm not one, before I wrap up, to go claim a commission on my own property. That seems kind of dumb. I'm paying myself. But it does, and there's a lot of cases here. One thing I forgot to mention, using your commission as an equity play. 
Here's the, here's an example. Instead of I've represent new investors sometimes. I've said to the investors, "Hey, because they always ask, well, can you coach us after the fact? Well, I can either be a real estate coach or how about this? Instead of taking a real estate commission, I will waive my commission, but I want 10% equity in this property. And I want 10% of the cash flow for as long as you own this property. And I will mentor you through this process. They think that's a great deal. They go for it. If they don't think it's a great deal, I got to check at closing. Either way, I win. Another way I win is instead of correct, collecting my commission as a check at the closing table, I will take my fee as a promissory note at the closing table recorded against the deed in second position. Here's how that looks. Let's say I'm going to collect a $20,000 commission. Well, instead of getting a check for $20,000, I will do a $20,000 note. So let's say I do a $20,000 note, and let's say I do it for, I don't know, 120 months, right? That's, what, 10 years? And let's say I do it at 7% interest. That means I'm going to have $230.87 coming into my mailbox every single month for the next 10 years. That's a heck of a lot better than 10 grand. I can tell you that. Or 20 grand. That's a heck of a lot better than 20 grand. That equates to, ladies and gentlemen, a total paid of $27,000 instead of 20 grand. Easy to do. Not a problem. It's a great way to make extra money because let's be honest, guys. Larry Harbolt says it best. If you're a realtor and you're working at 3% of sales price, you're working for tips, right? It's easy. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's play money. It's not real money. I know some of you rock stars are out there making four or 500 grand a year, but you're paying a killing in taxes. Your income could go away tomorrow and you're walking on, on a thin, on a on thin ice really is how it goes down. When the market turns, you guys are going to be out there with a cup of pencils on the corner and a bandit sign. Facts. But when you start doing thinking creatively and using your commission to gain yourself equity or leverage, to create notes, like Larry Harbolt talks about, money out of thin air, you got to think outside the box, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got some value from this episode. I hope that you're going to take some action. If you are a realtor and you're getting stuck, you want to learn how to monetize that license for sure. Join the mastermind. Come on over to the mastermind. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. This is for investors and agents. Doesn't matter whether you're an investor or an agent. I'm going to show all of you how to get paid in 2018. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashFlowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.